We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Welcome back. It's quarter number four of this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Dustin Hawkinsmith coming back to you one more time from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white. Drink blue and light. Talking Penn State wrestling now. Coming out of the Big Ten Championships. Jacob Ferriott from the Daily Collegian joins us to break down what we saw out at Rutgers. Penn State pushing seven guys through to the NCAA tournament. Uh... We're, we're talking about this before we hear about at-large bursts, but seven automatic qualifiers. They finish in a fourth uh, fourth place at Big Tens. Jake, what's uh, what's the vibe to see Penn State? I thought, you know, for the most part, wrestle well. Numbers-wise, they just didn't have the firepower to keep up with Iowa, uh, but at the same time, Nebraska and Ohio State finished ahead of them. How does what you saw this past weekend bode for Penn State to make a run of any kind at NCAAs? Yeah, and, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, bringing up, you know, Nebraska, you know, they qualified every single wrestler for NCAAs. And, you know, I don't know if that was expected. You know, Iowa has nine guys going. Ohio State's got eight. So, you know, the top four teams qualified, you know, most, if not all, of their guys. And so I think when it comes down to NCAAs, you're going to see a lot of the same guys in whether it's the quarters, the semis, you know, potentially even the finals. And so I think Penn State having that experience under its belt, it's one thing to have that experience in a duel, but I think having that tournament experience under its belt against these guys where the stakes are elevated, you know, I think that that's going to serve them well. I mean, you know, we look at Nebraska, you know, four of Penn State's, you know, five or six semifinal bouts were against guys from Nebraska. So, you know, these are guys who they're, you know, probably going to see again. You know, Nick Lee and Luke Fletcher will probably face off again. So, you know, I think, and we've seen it before, you know, Penn State has maybe underperformed at the Big Ten tournament, but for whatever reason, by whatever means, you know, they somehow find a way to flip a switch in two weeks' time when the national tournament comes around. So, you know, I think that that's going to, probably be the case but i also think more than ever it's going to be incumbent on everyone in penn state's lineup to search for bonus points to counteract whatever iowa or nebraska or you know one of the other you know big 12 or eiwa teams might do there you know especially if you look at the gap between number one Iowa and Penn State finish finishing fourth at Big Tens, and it's a big gap. There, there's a there's a lot of work to do to to try to close that gap. It's not impossible by any stretch. Now Iowa having nine guys to Penn State seven that hurts. Uh, that does do, doesn't help Penn State. But the one thing that you can't really sit here and quantify right now is that. Just what you said, Penn State's ability to wrestle big, to wrestle its best, to be aggressive, and to to kind of be the best versions of themselves at NCAA's, while some of these other teams have some history that suggests that these guys will be tight, that they'll you know maybe have that tendency to wrestle not to lose as opposed to going out there to wrestle to win. And that's just something that naturally, you know, that will be my expectation because we've seen it more years than not. Uh, but that's something that can kind of help close the gap and you know if they if they make some spirited runs in some of these brackets and get a a pleasant surprise or two there still are you know there's still a path 
Well, let's put it that way. There's still a path to getting back. There to is, it. but it's not. It's not the most clearly defined or probable path. But there's one there. And you know, like I said, I think it's going to rely a lot on bonus points, especially in the early, you know, the early matches. You know, Roman Bravo, Young, Nick Lee, in terms of Joseph Mark Hall, Aaron Brooks, all going to come in as very high seeds. They're going to need bonus points in a lot of their early matches against the lower seeded guys to sort of balance out with the fact that Iowa is so deep and is probably going to be sending guys, you know, to the quarters and to the semis. And so if Penn State can get bonus when they need to, you know, that could be the trick. And, you know, again, we've seen Penn State have five guys win titles before. You know, part of me thinks that, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that Nick Lee and Roman Bravo Young and Vincenzo Joseph in two weeks' time are going to be you know, ready to go and win titles. I wouldn't be surprised by that. So, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I think the big stories from the Big Ten tournament were Mark Hall and Aaron Brooks just sort of being on a whole different level. Yeah, and and in Mark Hall's case, getting back from, you know, a match that I'm sure he was looking to get back really from the moment that he walked off uh, the mat in Iowa. He beats Michael Kemmerer in the 174 finals, and then Aaron Brooks, uh, I believe Penn State's first freshman Big Ten champion ever in that 184 bracket. You know, that's there. There are a few brackets at Big Tens that resemble more closely than others what is going to happen and at the NCAA tournament. Uh, 133 is probably the best example of that, but 184 also has that vibe too. 184 nationwide is pretty a pretty young bracket. And it's pretty wide open. And Aaron Brooks took a big step there by winning it um, at, at at the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I think if it bodes pretty well for him to to win it the way that he did with a late takedown to kind of wrestle fearlessly. I mean, that's all the stuff that he's going to need to try to make a run at at, at at NCAA's as well. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, he's a guy who you know, similar to Mark Hall when he was a freshman, and similar to Nick Lee when he was a freshman. You know, Aaron got his redshirt pulled this year and was sort of thrust into the lineup in the middle of the year for, you know, a big time duel for Penn State against Lehigh. And, you know, he's impressed ever since. I mean, he's only got one loss on the year and it was to Taylor Venz, who he then turned around and pinned in four minutes uh, in the Big Ten semifinals at 184. So, you know, if he's showing that he can go out and do that, especially you know, I mean, we haven't seen him change one bit from the dual season to, you know, tournament season in the sense that, you know, he's still going out there, still, you know, calm, cool and collected. And, you know, the fact that as a freshman, he's able to do that, you know, uh, he said to us after the match, he was like, listen, I want it to be where if a guy is coming up to wrestle me, they don't want to wrestle me. And, you know, Mark Hall said that, you know, he's an animal and that, you know, he's lights out you know, in these types of moments. And I think that we got a glimpse of that, uh, you know, this past weekend. Uh, how about when you look at the Nick Lee, Luke Pletcher match, it seems like Nick Lee was the guy who was pushing the pace once again. And that's the, the way that these guys both wrestle. I think that's the way that that match is going to unfold more t- times than not. But do you still come away thinking that Nick Lee is the better wrestler uh, in, in that match, even though he loses six, five at one forty one? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I thought there were times where, you know, maybe he could have gotten to his offense a little more and maybe his defense could have been a little bit better. But at the same time, 
you know, I'm not saying that these guys don't care about winning Big Ten titles because I'm sure they do. But, you know, and yeah, you know, Kale talked to us after the match and he said, you know, Nick certainly was unhappy. But at the end of the day, if it means that he can take something from the loss, learn from it, and then turn around and use it to beat Pletcher or whomever, maybe Dom Demas from Oklahoma in the 141-pound final or, you know, down the line in the NCAA tournament, then it'll be beneficial and pay off in the long run. So, you know, I don't think one loss should scare people and should think that Nick Lee still isn't one of, if not the preeminent force at 141 you know, across the country. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would definitely still call him the preeminent force, a guy who, uh, you know, when you look at bonus points, he could be the maybe Penn State's biggest supplier of bonus points the way the season's gone. How about at 133, you know, Roman Bravo Young, I put him right up there with uh, with all the top 133s. I, I still think that he's a, a guy who can contend for a national title. We've seen him kind of get over the top now against, uh, you know, Austin DeSanto, for example. But Sebastian Rivera is just, um, you know, he's just built a little different. I feel like, how, how, you know, that's a seven, two match. Did you come away from that one thinking that there's a gap there that, uh, that Roman Bravo young can close. And you think, you know, Sebastian Rivera around this time last year was beating Spencer Lee at 125 and didn't come out with the best showing, uh, at the NCAA tournament. So again, just to look at that, you know, that whole other mental edge for NCAA is that's something that we can't define just yet. But Sebastian Rivera, um, to me, I mean, yeah. It looks like, I mean, he, he's a he's a force. He's a force. And I just wonder, can Roman, Roman Bravo Young beat him? Absolutely. I, I think part of it is that, you know, when Northwestern, you know, came to Rec Hall to take on Penn State, you know, Rivera didn't wrestle for the Wildcats. And so that was the first time Bravo Young seen him, at least this year. I don't know if they wrestled last year. Um, and so, you know, there could have been a degree of unfamiliarity there. But, I mean, I think the thing to take away from that match is here you've got a guy – and I think the thing to take away from Roman's tournament on the whole is here you've got a guy who's known for, you know, pushing the pace and, you know, just running around and having a good gas tank. And yet he only scored, you know, three points against Austin DeSanto in his win. And he only scored two points against Rivera in his loss. So, you know, at some point you say, OK, it's great to have a good motor, but you know, does the offense maybe need to take another level? And listen, it's hard to bet against what Rowan Bravo Young has done this year. And, you know, he was an All-American last year as a freshman. So, you know, I'm not saying that what he's doing isn't working, but it'll just be interesting to see if there's more of an emphasis placed on, you know, trying to get a better offensive output, you know, especially in the NCAA tournament. And, uh, yeah, I I think – you're not saying what he's doing isn't working, but at the same time, everybody knows that there's another level for him that he needs to get to. And I think what you're saying is one of the big keys to get to that next level is to, is to be able to finish shots against the best guys, finish shots against guys who, you know, he's not, he's against some of these, you know, stronger guys, he's not going to have a strength advantage. So getting to shots and finishing shots is his path to the next level. How about, you know, just about a, about a minute here, but a couple wild cards, Shakur Rashid, um, really wrestled well out there and, and offers a little hope that maybe they can get a surprise podium guy, a surprise, maybe not all American necessarily. Um, that wouldn't be the surprise, but finishing high um, at 197. And then, you know, Jared Verclear making his way through at 149. Yeah. So, you know, sort of a mixed bag for Shaq, you know, he beat Warner pretty handily. And I mean, that 
the rack went absolutely nuts. You know, there was definitely a good Penn State contingent there. But then he uh, he medically forfeited out of the third place bout in the first period. So we'll see sort of what comes of that and if he's healthy. I mean, if he's healthy, I think he's a legit threat because you saw him against Warner. Warner's one of the top guys in that weight in the country, regardless of conference. And, you know, he, he made pretty easy work of Warner. So I think it's a matter of if Shaq's healthy, then I think that's going to bode really well for Penn State. And, you know, for Clearing again, you know, he, you know, finished in ninth place, qualifying automatically. And I think, you know, we've talked about it before, but the fact that he, you know, took guys like Brayton Lee and Sammy Sasso to sudden victory in duels, you know, if he can turn it on and, you know, maybe win some of those close toss-up matches against a similar caliber type guy in NCAAs, that could also bode really well and be super important for Penn State. There you go. Penn State Wrestling at the NCAA Championships, March 19th through 21st. That's it for this edition of the Keystone Kickoff Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hearty souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Life gets complicated, and it only gets more complicated when things change, which is why AAA insurance agents take the time to talk with you so that they can help you choose the best auto and home coverage. Don't put off getting protected. Let AAA help cover what you care about. Insurance that's not just insurance. Talk to your local AAA insurance agent or visit AAA.com to learn more about AAA. This is Ross Tucker from the Keystone Sports Network reminding you that the blue-white game is coming soon and GoPSURV.com has you covered with their best deals ever. Spend the weekend in a luxury RV, enjoy 409 Tailgate Club barbecue, and a free bus ride to the stadium. I had the chance to enjoy the ultimate tailgating experience, and now you can too. Go to GoPSURV.com or call Mark, 1-800-519-8467 for all the details.